year we've chosen to cover the canons of Dort. And we are now in the refutation or rejection of errors. Again, for those who don't know, the canons of Dort were written by a number of ministers and theologians from throughout Europe. Uh, it was held in Dortrecht, which is in the Netherlands, but also there were uh, representatives from England, Scotland, uh, France was, the, they were forbidden by the King of France from attending, Switzerland, Germany, throughout the Europe, to address questions that were raised. Uh, a number of pastors in the Reformed Church of the Netherlands said, we want to be able to teach this. What do you think? And so the synod got, uh, those men all got together and spent a year to two years um, studying these things, and this is now, we've, we've already covered the positive declaration concerning corruption of man, his conversion to God, and the manner thereof. Now we are dealing with particular statements by the, uh, the complaint and their answer. So I will read uh, the leader section, if you'll please read the people section. We're looking at paragraph 7. The true doctrine having been explained, the synod rejects the errors of those who teach that the grace whereby we are converted to God is only a gentle advising, or, as others explain it, that this is the noblest manner of working in the conversion of man, and that this manner of working, which consists in advising, is more in harmony with man's nature, and that there is no reason why this advising grace alone should not be sufficient to make the natural man spiritual. Indeed, that God does not produce the consent of the will except through this manner of advising, and that the power of the divine working, there, whereby it surpasses the working of Satan, consists in this that God promises eternal, while Satan promises only temporal goods. But this is altogether Pelagian, and contrary to the whole scripture, which, besides this, teaches yet another and far more powerful and divine manner of the Holy Spirit's working in the conversion of man. As in Ezekiel, a new heart also I will give you, and a new spirit I will put within you, and I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh, and I will give you a heart of flesh." Notice in this statement, again, if you notice, they're drawing from what was in the request, in the complaint, in the desire to teach, and they're explaining or they're calling out these things, uh, quoting, if you will, and notice there's a couple things right there in the statement, that the grace whereby we are converted to God is only a gentle advising. So grace is God coming alongside as an advisor. And he, he pleads with you. He asks of you. That's all that grace is. Grace isn't God doing anything. Grace is only, besides, will you please accept me? That, that's what they're asking to teach. Notice the word advising is mentioned four times 
in this uh, quote. Notice also, it says, which consists in advising it is most in harmony with man's nature. And there's really the, the crux. The argument is, is that man has a free will. Man can freely choose or not choose God. Okay. Is that what the Bible teaches, that man has a free will? Well, I'm going to mess with you in the sense of saying, yes, I agree that man has a free will. Man freely, as we said before, freely chooses to do what delights his heart at a given moment. You understand that? The problem is not the choosing. The problem is the heart. What's God's evaluation of man's heart apart from Christ? It's only evil all the time. So the unregenerate man, the man in Adam, only chooses what delights his heart at a given moment, and what is that? Sin, rebellion, evil. So if I only choose to do evil all the time, will I ever choose salvation on my own? Does Paul say that in Romans 3? There's none who understands. There's none who seeks God. The natural man does not seek God. There's none good, no, not one. As we looked at earlier in the Heidelberg Catechism, what is the, the elements of a good work? The right motivation, the right goal, and the right standard. Does the natural man uh, do anything for the glory of God? Does, it, does the natural man have true faith, and is that the motivation for doing anything? And the answer is no. And so right there, a, a work is disqualified from being good in the inside of God. And so Paul says, there's none good, no, not one. So what do we need? We need grace, the grace of God. And the grace of God, as it says, it is a powerful and divine manner. Notice, again, that Ezekiel statement. And we could quote lots of scriptures. Notice the word, I will. A new heart will I give, or I will give you, and a new spirit I will put within you, and I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh, and I will give you a heart of flesh. So whose will saves you? according to Ezekiel. It's God's will. Salvation is of the Lord, as Jonah learned in the belly of the fish, as David learned in his uh, trial being attacked by his son. Salvation is of the Lord. Does that give glory to God? Is that what we want to do? Glorify God or glorify ourselves? That's what's placed before us. I will glorify God. I hope you do as well.